Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hello, Jade. Hello, Sophie. Or should I say, Bula Jade. Bula, Bula, Vinaka. So good. Now, we are here today to chat all things Fiji. And sadly, this episode is not sponsored by (laughs) Tourism Fiji. It should be. It should be. And we're taking on any sponsorships from Tourism Fiji. We're happy to record episodes from Fiji. Emails are open. Slide into our DMs. We're happy. Uh, We, of course, want to preface this episode with we understand right now the world is very expensive travel is a luxury but we both had a blast on our trips we think it is such a good family friendly holiday and we talked about this trip enough in the lead up that we think the least you guys deserve is for us to give you a recap (laughs) on what our trip was actually like so yeah and I just want to say first and foremost that in this trip my family and I and I think Sophie can agree that that instead of surviving a holiday with our children, we all thrived. And I think that's the biggest thing and the reason that we wanted to have an episode on Fiji because it was so family friendly. It filled up all our cups. And if we can both have a successful trip and from what we can hear from other people, everyone else can too. So yeah. Yeah. I came back saying that I think that, you know, I I love traveling with my family, but I think a lot of the time you have to go into it knowing this is an adventure. We're creating memories, but being home is easier. Most of the time, this is the first holiday that I've been on that I've been like, you know what? This is easier than being at home. Like, let me stay here forever because this, I'm less stressed. I'm just the best version of myself, which often when you're traveling, as much as you can be having an epic time, that is not necessarily the case. And we want to make a note that the reason that we were less stressed, even though we were on separate holidays and we're talking like we both went somewhere together, we didn't. But the reason that we were both less stressed is because we took less things, there were less toys, there were less things that, you know, created arguments. <laughs> there were nannies. <laughs> there were nannies, there was alcohol and a whole freaking No alcohol beach. for me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to start from the start. We're going to start from, because a lot of people haven't travelled like since COVID's happened. Some people haven't travelled with their kids because they've had COVID kids. So we thought we'd start from absolute scratch, from research down to what we would do next time and hope you guys enjoy every bit of it. So research wise, we had a little bit of a different take because I on a weekend one day was sitting across the table from my husband and I said to him, I've got FOMO. I am so tired of going to plan a holiday and we never ever end up going. Should we literally just plan one? The only time frame we have would be to go next week. And he looked up and he's like, This sounds extremely spontaneous, but this sounds so unlike you. Yeah, but I was like, you're a planner. I am a planner, but I was like, he just looked and he's like, 
let's do it. And we had money saved because we usually put money aside to go on holiday, you know, once a year. And we just thought, let's do it. So we, when I say we, I then took control. I had a beer in my hand and I sat on the internet and I researched. But the first thing I did was I reached out to all of you legends on Instagram with a question sticker. What are your experiences? Where is your best place to go? Have you been to Fiji? And that's where I started. And what I found was I found people saying similar things. And as soon as I found similar responses, I started looking into those. And then from what led me there led me to dates and then dates led me to flights. But Soph has a bit of a different take because you had more of a planning, like a normal person would, a planning procedure. Well, actually, it was one of the first holidays that my husband planned. So I planned our stays on the main island. We did a night on the main island at the start and a night on the main island at the end. To be honest, they were kind of the not so great parts of the holidays. So <laughs> I was responsible fault. for that. That's not my fault. And I booked the flights, but he found the place, like the island for us to stay at for the week. What a and surprise. It was a surf. What a surprise. <laughs> he did that because they were known for fishing and surfing. <laughs> um, but he he was good in making sure it was a surf island that also had stuff for the girls and I to do. But to be honest, it was super booked up. He emailed a few islands and basically just got put on their wait lists because there had obviously been so many families Mm. over the past two years who had had to delay their trips. And the island that we went to, which is called Tavarua, a lot of families just as soon as they leave, they pre-book the next year. And then when they leave, they pre-book the year after that, which is obviously a good sign. But we managed to get in on a cancellation. And I was actually slightly, because we started planning it in like, What's the month before June? May. (laughs) Yeah, May. May. And, you know, everyone was going overseas in June, July, and I don't like to get FOMO, but I will be real. There was travel FOMO. And so when Nick said, oh, we can get into this place, but in August, I was kind of like, oh, that feels like such a long way away. Anyway, I ended up getting pregnant and being so sick anyway. So the fact we went in August was an absolute blessing because by the time we went, I was so much better and I was actually able to enjoy it because I just feel like with the amount of boats and, you know, when you're not well, you just want to be in your own bed. I I would have soldiered through because, you know, that's just the stoic kind of person (laughs) I am. But yeah, so Nick actually organised it and yeah, we spent a week in Tavarua. So overall, the Caldwell family spent seven days all up in Fiji and the Pierce family spent a whole nine days. Okay. So the way in terms of research that usually it works is you could go to a flight center. If you don't have confidence in knowing what to do, how to book yourself, you can go to any center so they can help you out. You can also do research before you go there and say, hey, this is what I'm interested in and see what they come up with. You could be sneaky, which they don't like doing and get all the information from them and then book it yourself. But (laughs) I did not say that on here. TripAdvisor always have good reviews, honest reviews, terrible reviews, but they're reviews. So you could go there. Um, And then there's Google. I actually found online was quite difficult to find reliable information about Fiji because I found that basically all these places had like four and a half star reviews, but two of them I ended up staying at 
and there's no way I would have given yeah. either of them four and a half reviews. And so I guess it, it it depends. They were both the places on the main island. And I guess it totally depends, you know, what your budget is, what your priorities from the trip are, whether you want to go to main island or you want to go out to one of the smaller islands. Obviously, it totally depends what you want to get out of your trip. But I felt like all the big hotels on the main island had epic reviews and heaps of stars and uh, like I'm not even someone who complains very much and I didn't find those reviews were aligned with what I experienced. Well, let's talk about the mainland and how we felt because we had similar experiences mm. and I'm not sure if it was it was your first time to Fiji, wasn't oh, it? I went when I was a kid. But okay. I actually went to Castaway when I was a kid, oh. which is where you went now. I think it's been done up since, but we had a great trip What are you trip saying? There. It was bad when you were there? No, it was great, but you would hope, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm getting yeah. on a bit now. Yeah. You'd hope that it had had a little fresh lick of paint. Yeah. So in terms of the main island, we stayed in some pretty big chain hotels and resorts. And from what I saw on the website, they looked amazing. People said they were great. The difference between what we felt there and what we felt on the island and the Caldwell family went to Castaway Island, there is just so much difference. As soon as we went to the main island, it was like the soul was sucked out of the holiday. We were treated differently. There wasn't a name to name. There's just so many more people there. There's so much more hustle and bustle going on. I don't think it's as relaxing. You know, most of the islands you kind of get to, you know, if if you're a friendly type, you get to know the staff, you get to know other guests. I think especially when you have kids, people get to learn your kids' names and it's just a very different experience on the main island. And the biggest thing that we said when we got there was I could be at the Gold Coast, Melbourne. I could be anywhere in the world. Maybe not Melbourne. No, no, definitely (laughs) Melbourne. I don't have a snow jacket on for Melbourne. But, you know, I could have been at the Gold Coast and I wouldn't wouldn't really know that I was anywhere else. So I think that was the biggest difference that we saw. And I think one of the things to be careful of when you're booking, and this is a big one because when we were booking the main island places, I was like, oh, they're far cheaper than where we were booking. You know, Tavarua is an expensive island to go and stay at. I will say that. But, you know, there's islands of all different price points. So I was like, oh, in comparison to that, the main island is a lot cheaper. But nothing was included. So, you know, every meal we had to pay for, like we went out for dinner and it was like 80-ish dollars per head for dinner. If we wanted to go to the buffet, it was like a hundred dollars per head. Plus drinks if you're drinking. Plus drinks. The kids were like half price, but still paying 50 or 60 dollars for a kid to eat at a buffet is ridiculous. Whereas when we were on the island, pretty much every single thing was included. So you just have to factor in like Yeah, the meals you're going to eat in a day, the snacks your kids are going to eat in the day, what the kids' club costs, what a nanny's going to cost, what boat transfers are going to cost, what activities are going to cost. Because sometimes I feel like you can be set up for failure in thinking, oh, this hotel is cheaper, but you just have to check what's included. And I think a few other things that, you know, you've got to ask yourself before you book is, you know, check if kids' club is included or if it has an extra fee. What age kids club starts at. So a lot of the kids clubs don't start till three or four years of age, which isn't necessarily a complete disaster. Often younger than that, the kids can go to kids club if they have a nanny and nannies tend to be quite 
affordable there. It's obviously up to you how much you then tip them based on how you feel about that. But yeah, you've just got to work out if a nanny is able to take younger kids to the kids club, what kind of activities they even have in the kids club. Is your food included in the package? Because for us personally, it was so much easier getting to the island and knowing that no matter where we ate on the island, they had three different restaurants, everything was included. So no matter what, when the girls were hungry, they had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And funnily enough, they were so busy throughout the day. And I was so busy drinking in between that no one was really wanting to snack. Like, I think I bought two packets of chips in the four days that we were there because they were like, oh, I'm a little bit hungry. Mm. So that's it. The other thing is what water sports are included. Once again, on the island, nearly anything, you know, snorkel wise was included. Yeah, I agree with that because at Tavarua, there were four boats a day that went out to surfing spots and you could go on all four of them and not pay anything extra. All snorkeling equipment, all day trips, Mm -hmm. everything was included, which is great. But you just need to know if you're going to go out to a surf break every day and pay for boat fuel, it really adds up quickly. So they're the things that you really have to factor in. Life jackets or vests, some places will have them. Luckily for us at Castaway, they had all these jackets. So Yumi is, if we were on the beach or even if we were at the pool, she would have a life vest on and she would be floating and swimming and snorkeling with a vest on. So that was great. When we went to the main island resort, they didn't have that. So we had to make sure that we were in there with her at all times. It basically just comes down to what style holiday you are looking for because every island or resort will have a different feel. And if you research, you will find that, you know, you'll find something that works for you and your family. I will say if, you know, if you or your partner are really into surfing, if you're really into spear fishing or like a really keen snorkeler or something like that, I would say probably take your own gear with you, even though we were at a very like surfing, fishing, snorkeling enthusiast place. Nick went spearfishing one day and he's like, oh, it's really hard to kick down low enough in these flippers or fins. He probably should have brought his own. He he packed his own surfboards. Of course, he needed three for the week. So it was the first trip that Nick has packed more baggage than I have. But yeah, we were able to pay a little bit extra and just get oversized. And I would just like to say on baggage that before I left, I was saying that Harry was complaining to me that I was overpacking, Mm. fitting five people in three suitcases. Mia made a really good observation on the way to the airport. She's like, mom, you know how dad was having a go at you about the packing? I'm like, yeah, babe. And she's like, He's got more than us. I look back, the guy's got a bodyboard bag, he's got flippers, he's got another bag. I'm like, I cannot believe that he was going at us and he was the one in the end that had more stuff. But let's be honest, you don't need a lot. I think I overpacked when I went and I... I didn't at all. (laughs) I barely wore shoes. Like I took three sets of slides. One of them had a slight heel on it that I thought I'd wear for dinner. I had my Crocs. Never went on my feet. I took all these kind of dressier dresses that I thought I would wear for dinner. And sure, some nights when I just felt like looking really nice, I put them on, but I would definitely overdressed for dinner. I took two pairs of shoes for the kids each 
They were not needed. I took sneakers for myself. Not Unless you're someone who goes to the gym on holiday, they will not be needed. I agree with the the clothing situation. And this is another thing, island versus main island resorts. Island, you can pretty much go to breakfast, lunch and dinner with no shoes on. They Mm -hmm. have no problem with that. Resort on a main island, they absolutely do require you to have shoe presence and that's children. Shoe presence. (laughs) That is children as well. presence of shoes. Yes. In terms of packing, my children had one pair of sandals and they sometimes wore them. That was it. They barely ever wore their sandals. And then I took, yeah, a pair of high heels that I wore once just because I felt bad that I took them and I should have just worn them. <laughs> you didn't I want a reel out of it. You didn't want Harry to be able <laughs> no, to have a point, like no, to stand point on. There. And I would honestly say, let's talk about how good a sarong is. Oh. You can wear a sarong, pregnant or not pregnant, in so many different ways. It dries quickly. It can be a towel. It can be a head wrap. You have done that in the past. Yeah. And it, you can clean your kids' eyes out with it when they've got sun cream yes. or sand or Get whatever in them. Sarong. I wore it so often, like wrapped up a bit more covering just as a skirt for lunch because I took a lot of one-piece bathers. I would wear the one-piece as a top and then the sarong as a skirt. And I was like, cool, you got a full outfit. And then you can wrap it around your neck if you want to be, you know, just a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit But actually I found it really good if we went out also on a boat and I was like, oh, I've kind of been like sitting out in the sun for a while. Wrap it around your shoulders. I had it around the kids when they'd fall asleep on the boat. Anyway, pack as many sarongs as you can. And they're light. You can stuff them in anywhere. And I also remember we were on the beach and Yumi was falling asleep and she didn't have anything to lay on. And I literally laid her on the sarong and then covered it over. Look, let's just. (laughs) This this episode should be sponsored by sarongs. (laughs) But it's not. The packing essentials, like you always bring your kids Panadol and Nurofen, your adults Panadol and Nurofen. I should have taken band-aids because they are barefoot they do trip over you oh, can, can we talk about oh. can kids not stub their toes as much as they stub how them how many times did they stub their toes? Oh, that was actually one of the only reasons our kids cried yes. while we we're away which is saying something because I feel like my kids cry a lot but when we're <laughs> away anytime they cried I was like oh one of them have stubbed their, their toe. fucking toe again and look you've almost got to weigh it up the fight of shoes versus the stubbing the toe, it was still way more relaxing having them in no shoes. Yeah. But, oh, my God, learn to pick up your feet. What age do they learn to pick up their feet? Well, my, my husband's still scuffing around, <laughs> so I don't think it actually there's a there's an age. But, yeah, Band-Aids for sure. Uh, stingos, look, we never use Stingos, but there are mosquitoes, uh, mosquito repellent if you want to be that person. I'll jump in here on this because I got a lot of messages about going to Fiji pregnant and this is not medical advice at all. Speak to your health practitioner because I actually got a lot of people who said their obstetrician said they shouldn't go or their GP said they shouldn't go. Look, when I told my obstetrician I was going to Fiji and obviously my dad's an obstetrician. He knew I was going to Fiji and he wasn't like, oh, what are you doing? He my- said, why didn't you take me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll be your manny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my obstetrician barely batted an eyelid. He said, of course, you have to be conscious of Zika. I have not heard of an outbreak in a long time, but look that up yourself. He said, if you feel like there's mosquitoes around, please cover up and use repellent. 
I did not see or get bitten by mm-hmm. one mosquito the whole time I was there. A couple of people got bitten by sand flies and that was it. Yeah. So, you know, at your own risk, yeah. but I was never worried while I was there. And also someone asked me if there were snakes and lizards on the island. Look, I'm sure. You live on a farm in northern New South Wales. You've got brown snakes snakes. as roommates. But I'm sure there are plenty of things on islands and plenty of things anywhere you go. We didn't see any of those things. What we did see were beautiful little crabs. We saw beautiful little sharks. And when I say sharks, don't panic. Like little reef sharks. Little reef sharks that were amazing. So there was nothing too scary. There were no spiders. But even That was definitely someone from Australia, not from Australia. Not from Australia. No, definitely not. Obviously your toothbrush and toothpaste. I know it sounds silly, but you know, these are the general things that you usually pack. I've got to say it and say it again, and I'll say it again. Hydrolyte, hydrolyte, hydrolyte. And it's not because you think you're going to get some sort of belly sickness. It's because you'll be surprised how drunk you can get in the sun (laughs) having cocktails. So have your hydrolyte ready because it just makes you feel fresher in the morning. And lots of sun cream because you don't know what sun cream will be on offer there. I would say another thing to pack is a really decent sized water bottle for each of your family members. Mm, You're not meant to drink the tap water there. Every place we stayed had like a filtered water station that you could fill up your drink bottles. And I just felt that that's a way better option than going through plastic bottle after plastic bottle of the Fiji water that they have there. Our island actually stated in an email before we went that they really encourage you to bring a drink bottle. And on Castaway Island, they have actually, speaking of stepping things up, they have created, it was all, it was actually a tour that they said you could go on. They have their own water pumping station. So right. everything's drinkable. Yeah. You can turn any tap on, you right. can drink out of any water. It was incredible. So we didn't actually go on the tour. I took their word for it. <laughs> it, was, it was a really it doesn't good time. Exist. I actually <laughs> read their email wrong and it said that there's filtered water. I thought they meant the entire island was filtered water. So for the first three or so days, I was just drinking the water, brushing my teeth. Anyway, no, touch no. wood so far, I'm fine. I make if I say in a few months that, like, I think I've got a parasite or it's something, a baby. no, it might be because I drank the water, but look, I was fine. And like, we got to know every person on our island because there was only about 40 or 50 people there, and not one person while we were there. I mean, you don't really meet new people and go, oh, I've got <laughs> diarrhea, but no one seemed to be com- no one seemed to be complaining of the squirts or vomiting no. or anything like that. So it's not like even people unintentionally it's drinking it in the shower. And to be honest, you, I don't know if you're going to judge me over this, but I, I, I actually don't care. We got to, <laughs> we got to about you're literally having a fight with yourself. I, I'm talking to you. Oh. We got to about day five of our holiday, and I realised I was prefacing to my kids kids for the first time hopping in the shower just make sure you don't like open your mouth too much in the shower and don't drink the shower water because the water's a little bit yucky here and I realized I hadn't said that yet this trip and they were having their first shower (laughs) on day five that's good though but they've been in and out of other various types of water and they were fine they're so fine now a lot of people strange question but I guess it's not strange what pajamas do you pack your children summer or winter summer summer 
Yeah, I got some new pyjamas for them to make it exciting. And of course, I packed all these really nice like floral dresses that we have for the girls. You know, I thought, oh, there's this beautiful orange floral one that I'm going to get them to wear matching for Fiji night and da 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 da. Anyway, I also went to Kmart to buy them some new summer pyjamas while I was there. And there was this, this, this just this little floral cotton dress that I think was about $6 that I bought for them and I was I just called it their jammy dress because I was like that will be really lightweight that'll be nice did they wear anything else the whole time we were there I was like okay noted I'm just gonna buy you $6 dresses from now on oh it's a game changer that's all Yumi wears because she honestly it's so soft yeah and they love it they just put it on and they do not take it off and do you know what I was not complaining because there was none of that fight in the morning about what they were gonna wear they rolled out of bed kept the same dress on it wasn't until like an entire smoothie went down the front of them that then you pop it in a little zip up bag on your bed it gets washed and returned that afternoon free of charge. Oh, mine wasn't free of charge, but it was like $2 a piece. And, and do you know what I kids. should have done? What? Popped my entire suitcase yeah. in that bag before I came I did home. That. I did that. That's the mum hack. The other thing is swimmers. So depending on how long you're going for, I know that people don't like just getting in one pair of swimmers if it's wet the next day. And obviously this comes down to how many swimmers you have. But I've got to tell you, like Kmart and a few other stores have some really, really good uh, one you pieces. Want, you want finished ones that are fast So they dry. can dry. And make sure you pack at least one pair of swimmers for your kids that have the long sleeves because yes. we ended up having to actually buy Goldie Arashi from the boutique. That would have been nice. And you know the boutique prices. No, it was actually quite cute. It was like a little hooded Rashi and it matched one of Nick's fishing tops. So she thought she was so cool. But like, they're like 70 bucks for a kid's Rashi or something. I'm like, just to go out on boat trips and things like that. So they're covered. One thing I forgot and I wish I didn't was hats. Remember hats for yourself and the kids and also sunscreen because, and I'll tell you right now, anyone or any child that ends up braiding their hair, when they walk into the sunlight, those little scalps get singed and we learnt the hard way. They got burnt on their heads. I still sunscreened in. Yeah, well, it's okay now, but it was really peaking. It was gross. But you said that my girls didn't get their hair braided, but you said that was a mum hack because you didn't have to do their hair for the whole trip. On the first day of getting to the island, if they're happy to do it. I don't think my kids No, would, yeah. some, some kids just don't want people <clears throat> touching their hair. Surprisingly, Mia has the, like, most sensitive scalp in the world and she let them braid her whole head. So How sensitive was it after it got burnt? <laughs> Very, very sensitive, but no complaints on the island. She was really happy and after that, like, Yumi usually gets knots in her hair, has problems with her little frizzy bits. They were so happy with their braids. They slept, they woke up. There was no hair brushing, so that for me was game changer. Saw a little boy, had his hair braided. He had no problem. It was just a a really easy thing for us not to worry about. Now tell us a little bit about what you maybe could have done at the airport to make your life a bit easier. Okay. So this all went swimmingly until I called Sophie really early in the morning going, you fucking have no idea what happened. Cause she was like, safe flight. Love you. So what happened was as usual, all packed, everything's ready to go. I've got things printed out. This is one of the things that I would recommend. I have my passports. I get to the Virgin desk and they're like, Virgin? Uh, yeah. Virgin Australia. 
Oh, did you not fly Fiji Airways? No. Oh, sorry, keep going. Virgin Australia. Oh. So we got to the Virgin desk and they said, your passport has your maiden name and your Medicare VAC certificate has your married name. And I was like, yeah. They're like, they have to match. If they don't match, you can't go. And I'm like, my heart sank. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Who fuck? I read every motherfucking thing that I could find to make sure that this stuff wouldn't happen. Yet here I am at the counter at 6am with my family packed, ready to go to Fiji. And they're telling me there's no way I can go. So I was like, it's okay. I've got my driver's license. You can clearly see that this is my photo with my married name. And this is the photo with my maiden name. They're like, it doesn't matter. These two have to match. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, what can I do? The only thing you can do is if you call the 24 hour Medicare service hotline. So I can I just say, mm, thank goodness there's a 24 hour because it was like it was like 530 a.m. on a Saturday or something. I was like, there's no chance you'll get through to anyone. The reason that I want to make this so clear is because one, we have a lot of us haven't traveled in a long time Two, like since COVID, we've never had to match up our passport to a Medicare. Yeah. So you're married, you have to make sure that your married name or your passport name matches your Medicare government name. It's just absolutely mandatory. Don't get into that situation. They should make it clear, but I'm making it clear now. Anyway, so I move to the side and I say to the lady, you cannot serve another person because I need your support right now. Like I'm really <laughs> struggling. I'm freaking out the kids are on the floor being quite good at this time I call yeah because they know they can still go on holiday and you're going home they I put it on speaker I can't even talk because I'm I've got that much anxiety that I don't even know what I'm asking for and the lady at the desk is like I don't really know what I'm asking for either like how like what are we asking for anyway get through it long story short she says you need your marriage certificate so we can change over your name to your maiden name. We've got to change it back. Do you have your marriage certificate? Who has their marriage certificate <laughs> on hand? Yeah, in my back pocket. In my ass crack. Like, where do you think I'm pulling it from? So I call my girlfriend and I'm like, I'm so sorry. You need to go to my house right now and find my marriage certificate. <laughs> in this time, I just have an epiphany in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, recently I took a photo and scanned it on my phone for something else business related. I search my phone and lo and behold is a marriage certificate. I shakingly get back on the phone to Medicare and tell her she processes it in this moment and then the lady hands it back and she's like oh my gosh she goes honestly I really thought you weren't going and I'm like can you do me a favor because of all this can you please put me in first class away from my family <laughs> so I can enjoy the rest Say of my that holiday. you booked my seat for someone else. She's like no I can't do that but you are going to Fiji. Oh my god it was not how you want to start a holiday. Can I say I did something similar? What you do? So my passport is also in my maiden name yeah. because I figured I've already missed out on two years of international travel with COVID. I'm not changing my passport until it's due to expire. So I was like, I'm getting one last trip yep. out of this thing. And I will say everyone, before you book a flight, go and check your passport because you can't travel on it oh. if it's within six months of its expiration date. Okay. And kids ones only last for like five years. So just go check. Anyway, so my 
passport is in my maiden name. I remembered that. I did my international vaccine certificate and there's literally a little tick box when you do it that says, is your passport in a different name to your VAC certificate? And I said, yes. And then it says, what name? And then you put it in. It's very easy if you do it the right the first time. But I booked my flight and I'm going through and I'm going, ticket for Mrs. Sophie Pierce, ticket for Mr. Nicholas Pierce, Goldie Pierce, Honey Pierce, da 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 done. Booked, paid for, 30 minutes later I go, my passport's not fucking Sophie Pierce. Do you know the rigmarole it was to call up and change it to my maiden name? I was like, surely you just go edit details, (laughs) change surname. But if I hadn't have realised that and I rocked up and I'm like, here's my passport, this is my name, and they'd be like, you're not on the flight. No. So everyone, be careful. Or just don't take your freaking husband's name and keep your maiden name. It is a nightmare. Because life would be so So much much easier easier. for more reasons than that. Yeah. But seriously. (laughs) So much easier. The other thing in this current time, if you're listening in August 2022, (laughs) is that if you're going to an island, they do require you to go to a pharmacy and get a rat test, not a PCR test, a rat test and have it signed by the pharmacist. That is it today. When I spoke to people at the counter of Virgin Australia, they're like, honestly, every day we have a notification of something new, a new change, and we can barely keep up. So we can't imagine all of you, like, how do you guys know what's going to well, be tomorrow? I had to show that I had prepaid and pre-booked a test yes. for my arrival Same. before I got on the flight in Australia. But obviously go and check this yourself because it's changing all the time. Anyway, I never even had to end up getting that test because the island I was going to, they had a specific spot yes. that they wanted you to get the test. But then it was self-testing. Yes. So I was like, was your self-testing? Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's talk about self-testing. Can I just say? You can go as shallow or deep as you, you want. You can go. You can pretty much put it in your asshole and they're not going to Yes. Care. They really don't mind. Which we don't recommend because obviously they're doing it to protect their island, but uh, I just think it's They're a bit, not really caring. Can I just say the night before I did not sleep, the night before yeah. we did our rat test, which we were doing our rat test in the transfer on the way to the boat to the island we were going to, I did not sleep sleep because I could you imagine because okay so I'm pregnant anyway so I have all these weird symptoms that every day I convince myself are COVID like I'm like oh I'm a bit tired it's COVID oh <laughs> like you know it's just I think a lot of people I think do. that's just everyone yeah. we're all tired yeah. we've all we all think we've got COVID yeah. so I'm sitting I'm lying there going I'm gonna wake up tomorrow I'm gonna get swabbed and my whole family's going to go off without me and I'm going to have to pay and sit in this bloody room yeah. that doesn't even have ocean views <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to read so many books and it might actually be quite nice. But I was just like, what happens then? I was so but, anxious. So everyone can just have a deep breath. <laughs> it is really, really low Swab key. your armpit. No, I'm kidding. It Don't is low that. key. It is relaxed. They barely ask for it. We actually they had, want the we, tourism. We actually had they want the tourism, and we actually had to go out of our way a few times to try and hunt someone down to do the test. Yeah, just because we didn't want to get in trouble. So let's just say, don't worry about that. Currently, as it stands, the rat tests do cost. Yes. So that is to be reminded. Let's talk about flying. Yeah, let's talk. How about did flight. your flight? Okay, go? my flight. Let's talk about the flight time. Let's just talk about the deep breath and the reason. One of the reasons we, go to we Fiji. went to Fiji. Our flight from Brisbane to Nadi was three hours. Our flight from Nadi to Brisbane 
was four hours. Yes. Like, say no more. Have, have you ever heard of anything better? Like, you don't travel anywhere no. from Australia. No. In that quick time. No. Like New Zealand, Fiji. I'm going to start getting my family to go to Fiji so I don't have to go to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I'll meet you there. Yeah. But it was so easy because you're like, I'm going international and I am not even worrying about the time frame because before we know it, we're going to blink and we're going to be there. Look, some of you that are listening have toddlers. Some of you have babies. We're going to talk about this because still three hours on a flight in a capsule, you feel like you may go insane. So the things that work for me and people when I wrote this on social media were like, okay, I've heard of a lot of things, but this one, you really, really got me good. And it is, if you are are more than a family of three, because in the plane, the the seat sections are three and three and an aisle in the middle is to put your family either behind or in front of you. Because what you can do with your toddler is they can actually kick the dad's chair or your chair, instead of you always worrying about a stranger being Mm kicked or pulled or you know how they stand up and peek over it can be your family your children that they're annoying (laughs) their siblings that they're punching and it doesn't make any like when you're all in a line it's pretty much useless you can see them but it, it doesn't help so either go in front or behind so you can you know have a little bit more what do you call it Just peace of mind. Yeah, so you can have a little bit more peace of mind. Another thing to look for is I actually paid, I think it was like $25 or $30 more per ticket to be in the front row of an area and it meant we had this huge amount of leg room in front of us. I was going to say escape area. Is that the emergency exit? It's not an emergency exit. It's like business class was on the other side of the curtain. One hack is often they'll let you sneak through that curtain and use that toilet so there's never a line you're not paying for business class seats and it's right there is that just Fiji Airlines I will I don't know yeah it was Fiji Airlines it was great but and and it meant that also we were in this row that had four seats so we had this row to ourselves that had this huge leg area not next to you babe You'll be your family of five. Well, it'll be on me for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it meant that Goldie actually sat down in that area doing colouring in and doing this little puzzle thing for quite a while because she had, I don't know if that's actually like, maybe flight regulations you're not meant to sit on the floor but whatever it meant we had all this leg room on the topic of babies I actually got a lot of questions about whether we had to buy Goldie a seat Mm -hmm. so for those who haven't traveled with a baby before get as much travel in as you can before they're two no actually get as much travel as you can in before they're one (laughs) Because it's free and they're not a complete nuisance. From one to two, they're still free, but they're diabolical to fly with. And then from two onwards, you have to pay for them. But the perk of Which the perk of that is then they don't have to be on your own lap. But I will say Goldie often for takeoff and landing is annoying at putting on her seatbelt. But every time I've flown with her, they've said she's small enough and given me an infant belt so she can sit, like, you know, I can make sure she's in a seatbelt for takeoff and landing on my lap and then she has her own chair for the actual flight. And for the people that don't get the first class leg room because it is literally, I remember even international flights when you try and get the bassinet section, mm. this is the other thing. It's sought after. Not that you're going to need it for you've a got to sell, flight. You've got to sell off your first one to you get it. You have to, but it is so worth it if you're 
were flying further is if you have like a six month old or younger or they're smaller in size, <laughs> you can get a bassinet that clips at the front, which one gives you more leg room Two, you get a little bassinet bed for your baby to sleep in. So you can be hands free. Yeah, but it's not all no, dream it's not. because if there's any turbulence, turbulence you, you have, have to, to take, take them, them out. out. But they play in it. That's yeah, the perk. I think it's better for them to play, like play in pen. and then you get them to sleep in the carrier yeah. because it was such a nightmare every time there was turbulence you'd have taking to the baby out and then they're awake. So again. use it as a playpen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Or just to store your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Put your legs up on it. Who cares? Um, what things did you use to entertain your kids on the flight? Biggest thing for us that we use, even if we go to Melbourne and anywhere we go, is the colouring book that has literally no – it comes out – clear but on the paper it is actually coloring in so they can pretend and draw all over the walls but nothing comes out and until they hit the paper they think they're like an artist and they're coloring everything in and this really works for us the other thing similarly is the water one the water one as well the other thing that really works well is puffy stickers Puffy stickers are fun and you can unstick them. They don't mm. get stuck on the, you know, tray table and you get in trouble. <laughs> trouble. Yeah. So I don't want to get told no. off. I will say I tried to take yours and Lisa's advice this time. Um, In the past, we've done an episode with Lisa Danielle about her flying to Europe with a two-year-old. That and you guys life. both said, you know, try and reduce the amount of sugar that you give them on a flight. I was like, yeah, great idea. I gave them more like chip types snacks Mm. and that kind of thing anyway we get on the plane to come home both the girls have been awake since like 4 30 so I was like they'll both have a solid nap on the plane anyway Goldie passes out the minute we get on there and nearly sleeps the entire flight but unfortunately Poppy's awake to receive breakfast on the flight okay this is her breakfast a chocolate waffle (laughs) a packet of chocolate like chip things, a muesli bar that's covered in chocolate and a mixed fruit, i.e. 0.5% real fruit, yogurt. I was like, she's not going to sleep for four weeks, let alone the next four hours. I was like, she's going to vomit all over me. And there was nothing else I could do because we were leaving Fiji. I hadn't really bought or taken anything else with us to eat because I was like, I'm just going to have to throw it. Like I'm not going to be able to bring it into Australia. So I was just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess you don't sleep now. That's a pro to going Fiji Airways because they give you stuff to eat. Yeah. For us, you had to pay for it. And mm. the only option that I gave my children were the cheese and crackers. Mm. Whoever got the licensing to be on board with the the cheese and crackers oh. has killed it. Oh, and so it's so like $6 ask. and you get three biscuits. And I it's- would never order that one in my lifetime if I'm home. But on a plane, you like cheese and crackers, thanks. Oh, there's something about yeah. the plane that makes you want cheese and crackers and then obviously (laughs) the iPad games look sometimes you just need to pull out the old iPad and there is no guilt if there are parents on board if there is anyone without kids on board they just want your kids happy and fucking quiet (laughs) so do what I found the iPad was also quite handy when we were there because when we were on the island there was like no television or anything in our room and they're like they would spend days where no joke all up in the whole day they'd spent like six yeah, hours in a just pool to like sometimes, and they don't have toys and stuff with them so sometimes they just you need a sec they need a sec yeah 
put on the iPad and have everything like pre-downloaded because even if you have Wi-Fi at the islands, it's never going to be enough to like download a show or a movie. And I know that we're all parents and probably onto it, but Netflix does download pre-download things. But they do expire, so check them. And I will repeat, Stan does not (laughs) actually work anywhere outside of Australia. Yes, yes. I was dying to watch. I had three episodes left of my show and I'm like, yes, I can watch this on the beach. And they're like, sorry, Stan is only servicing in Australia. I'm Apparently like, oh. there's some tech thing you can do where your computer oh, doesn't know where in the world that. you are. But uh, look. That's no, what Harry does when he gets to watch we're still, we're still getting our head around what the TikTok is. Yeah, so <laughs> TikTok. Transfers, so when you get off the flight, this was a game changer for us. It does cost more. However, you can always get a taxi. I was told by a local that if you do catch a taxi to tell them to put the meter on, they legally have to and it is much cheaper. So make sure you do that don't let them give you a fixed price. For us, we decided because we were going straight from the plane to the port to catch the boat to the island. So I had someone standing there with our name on it and they took us straight to the port. We then checked in and we went straight on the ferry and we went straight to the island. It couldn't have gone any better. The kids were happy. They were excited. It was about, I reckon, one hour all up on the boat to the island and there were no dramas. We didn't have to stay overnight just purely because our the when we flew in it was about 2 o'clock so they had three different timings to go out. You can always get a private, you know, boat if you want to but it, it obviously costs a lot. You can go on helicopter or plane. Once again, cost a shitload more but if it's something that you're saving up for and you want to give kids that experience and by all means go for it. you've got high premises. you got high premises. Nick actually inquired about the helicopter for me because while we were planning the trip I was still very sick and he's like oh we're just going to try and minimize the boat time that Sophie has to endure. Anyway they're like oh sorry our helicopter pad washed away in the last cyclone. (laughs) You're like okay no deal. They said but if there's any medical emergencies on the island we can get helicopters in and out but we're just not offering it for transfer. I was honestly fine. fine. The, the, the what island did you take? Was it a, the big sea cruiser? No, it was like a small boat, but it went fast enough that I never felt like I was like bobbing. Yeah. And honestly, the island we went to is one of the closest islands to the mainland. So it was like 25 minutes yeah. or something. I will say just if you are going out to an island, ask if transfers are included. Even though we didn't go straight from the airport to the island we were staying on, they still transported us. That's Great. From the aisle, from the airport to our hotel. So just you never know if you don't ask. So just ask. That is true. Okay. One of the big things that I need to mention that we sort of next time we go, we will definitely do again is buy alcohol duty free or buy it on the main island before you go over to the island. Because as soon as, as soon as you get over there, you're pretty much just paying for alcoholic beverages because our package was included. And I felt like the poor, yours was different on your island. 
happened, but on my island, I felt like it was just watered. A bit low tide. Yeah, a bit low tide, watered down a little bit. And if I had have had a little bit of, you know, gin or vodka on my side, or even just, you know, when you go a home. flask <laughs> for 9am by the pool. But even if you were at home and you just wanted to sit out by the deck and you didn't want to have to keep going to buy drinks, you could just, you know, pour your own soda and gin oh, or whatever. Look, they all get you. Especially when there's food included, they yeah. all try and get you on the drinks. Like yeah. you're paying a lot for a drink. So yeah. Um, Let's talk about nannies. Okay. I thought I was going to have to use a nanny. Uh, Yumi is three and a half and the kids club started at three. There were some things that they were going to do with the older ones and some would have to stay. However, she is a third child. She's extremely confident. And I did tell the kids club she's actually way more comfortable with her sisters than she would be on her own. So she'd happily do whatever you guys, unless you're going bloody skydiving or something, but you know what I mean. But maybe you don't take the eight-year-old anyway. I've got to tell you, my kids used to hate Kids Club when we went to Bali and it was an age thing. They took dolls and everyone fought over it. This time round, it was such a small island that they would feel comfortable going from breakfast straight to Kids Club on their own and then they would run from, you know, different areas. It was so safe. Everyone knew everyone's name. If there was an issue, you'd have someone just carrying your child back to you going, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they absolutely loved it. We went out for a date night and it was the most liberating feeling to know that your kids were happy in a place and content and that we were having one-on-one time and I had a little like image or footage of Harry and I like rubbing toes underneath the sand. Yeah that was a bit much. People were like (laughs) I was like oh I didn't realize then someone was like oh my god this is too much it's turning me on I'm like oh I forgot those bloody foot fetish people. Yeah especially when it's like both of you together. So the child mining worked a little bit differently on the island I was staying at. There was no kids club, which was fine before anyone gasps like we were (laughs) left out and neglected. But each family who had young kids had pre- booked in a nanny. And because you're on a small island, the nanny It's more like the nanny is around when you need them. So I thought it was going to have to be this thing where, you know, you must hire them four hours a day or you must hire them six hours a day and they'll come from eight to 12 or whatever it is. And the thing that was so nice is it was entirely up to you when you wanted them. So it was awesome because like, for example, one day Nick went out in the morning on a fishing boat and he had a massage booked for 11am. Anyway, he wasn't back by 11am. So I went to reception. <laughs> He's on holiday time. I went to reception. And I said, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cancel Nick's massage because he's not back in time. And they said, do you just want to take it? Get it. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> I can take it. And I said, give me five minutes. I went and got Valissi, who was our beautiful nanny. She's like, yep, I'll mind them now. Like there was nothing. And I think the thing that was so nice about the holiday is that there were, you know how in day-to-day life once you have kids, you make 400 mundane decisions a day. So 
Have I been to the supermarket? Do we know what we're having for dinner? Washing, oh, Nick, cleaning. are you or I unpacking the dishwasher now? Oh, let's put them away. Oh, fuck, the dishwasher's still dirty. Oh, we'll have to pack it in the morning and leave the things out. Oh, they rinsed enough so we're not going to attract flies overnight. Da, da, da. There was none of that and it was so nice also going into each day and it didn't have to be fully booked in like we didn't have to say Valisi we want to do this at midday so there was other times where you know our family would be hanging by the pool the kids had been swimming in the pool for like four hours of course they're toast and they're like oh we want to go back to the room for a nap or to have a chill and Nick and I are kind of like well we don't really want to go back and sit in the room and so she would just take them back to the room and so everyone wins and then there was like one night yeah where Nick and I were having dinner and Valisi was like oh we're doing a movie night tonight we're gonna get the kids dinner and just take it to the place where we're watching the movie so yeah Nick and I just got a dinner together and nothing was pre-planned and it meant the kids were so much more comfortable with her because it would often be like they would be with her for an hour and a half but they would see me Mm. going for a walk over there and knew that I was around and I would come back in and we would have lunch together and then I would hang out with them for two hours and then Nick and I went snorkeling so they would be with her for another hour and they just knew that I was around and that I was always coming back soon rather than it being like see you in eight hours. And those with younger ones like if you're worried oh gosh mine are you know not old enough what am I going to do please don't fret I almost think this is even more of a perfect opportunity and a holiday for you because I can't tell you how many nannies were out there strolling with prams, looking after six-month, nine-month-old babies, and they were so beautiful. When they woke up, you'd watch them pop the little sun hat on, the sunscreen. They'd play with them in the shade. Mum and Dad would be over there having a beautiful swim. It really was. Like, everyone was so happy that we were all playing volleyball together. I would never play volleyball, but we were out there all playing because we were just so relaxed. My husband would go for walks and adventures. We actually went on a adventure and had a little bit of a adventure. Tell me more. I know. We went out to the other side and he got, you know how we mentioned on the other podcast, or it might be coming out next week, we mentioned on one of the episodes that Harry gets really turned on by nature, not me, (laughs) nature. Yeah, we swam and we just had this whole beach to ourselves and just had a really lovely time. On the sand or in the water? Like kind of over a tree. (laughs) And you weren't worried about like a sup board going by or? No, because we were like in a cave. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, it was. And then we went for a swim. It was awesome. Oh, how beautiful. So you didn't have to deal with that like 20 minutes later. No, no, Sludge. Good swim. That's so good. But, yeah, I will say everyone's cup was filled full so many people messaged me saying like you know the trip cannot have been as dreamy as it looked like and of course your kids are still gonna tantrum they're still gonna bicker you're still gonna have to negotiate there's gonna be times that all they want to eat is ice cream but you know what you just take the pressure off and you say yes to the ice cream and if they just eat chips for lunch you just say yes and the bickering and everything was so much less because mm. everyone was just so happy. Mm. But I will say if you want to go on a holiday where there's no tantrums, leave your kids behind or just don't go on holidays because there's still going to be some. Oh, they're still children. But for someone that, especially us, that always seems to have some issue, and I don't know if it's because the kids are getting older or we're just going to destinations that are kid-friendly and easier to, to be at. My husband and I looked at each other and we were like, for the first time we – 
are so damn relaxed. We have been on an island for four nights. We feel like we have been here for two weeks. And honestly, we were ready to come home. We were energetic. We were happy. The kids were happy. I think next time what we will do is we will have seven full days on the island, straight there. And if it works with a flight, straight home. It is just, it is an absolute game changer. I will say before I left because we were just at like the main place that we were at for seven nights. The other two nights were just kind of in and out. In and out. And I was worried. I was like, a week is nothing. Like, especially when traveling with kids, a week is nothing. Like as soon as we arrive, we're going to feel like we're turning around. I felt like I was gone for a month and a half. Like it was definitely long enough. If you'd asked me to stay, oh, I would not have fought back. I would have stayed. But it felt like such a nice time. And I think, you know, especially just after the last few months I've had where I've felt really disconnected from my family, I've felt like parenting my kids and playing with my kids has been such a chore. It was so nice to all of a sudden have the mental space to just go, I do not need to be anywhere else. I do not need to be doing anything else. I am really well because of the feeling outside. Yeah, I just, it was just so good. So if you're thinking of a holiday, we cannot recommend it high enough. We can't recommend it high enough. If there was anything that we would do next time, it would be just plan ahead because you can get really good packages (laughs) and specials. When you don't book three days before you go. I missed out on everything and paid full price. Did we have a good time? Yes. Could I have saved money? Yes. So definitely check out packages and what they have on offer. Flights are always cheaper if you look, you know, well in advance. We would definitely stay on the island the whole time. Would probably give the main island a miss. There are so many, and I mean so many different islands that have different price points that you will find one that you are comfortable and happy. So you just have to research. And I really hope that if anyone is interested and they want to go overseas that they have just as good a time as as we both had and fiji tourism our email is beyond the bump <laughs> podcast at outlook.com and we'll see you there next winter <laughs> bye see ya thanks for listening to this episode of beyond the bump if you enjoyed it please subscribe and give us a review if you didn't good on you You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.